Time now for our In the Zone UCF report with OrlandoSentinel.com reporter Jason Beatty. Let's check in on the Knights with the man on the UCF beat, Jason Beatty from OrlandoSentinel.com. A great result on Saturday. UCF takes care of business, keeps control and destiny in their own hands. Heading into Tulane, Jason, what do you think of the Knights' performance from Saturday in general? We'll get to the specifics in a moment. Yeah, it was a massive win, like you said. They, you know, can can keep control of their own destiny uh, in the race to the AAC title game. I mean, I, I was curious how they would respond on the road. Obviously, they lost to East Carolina a couple of weeks ago out, out of state road game, and for them to you know continue to play at a high level and Mike Keene play at a high level the way he did, uh, getting that road win. The way they did down the stretch says a lot about this team. I think I saw you share this in your article at OrlandoSentinel.com, but was this just his? Was this Gus Malzahn's second win outside the state of Florida with UCF? Yeah, he, so he wow. improves a two and five all time, and, and the only other win uh, under his belt was at Temple last year. I mean, to be fair, they they played at Cincinnati last year, at SMU last year, and uh, you know those are tough places to win. Obviously, the East Carolina one is. I think, you know, one they'd like to have back, of course. But, um, yeah, and during that game, he was 1-5, in five, uh, you know, out of state at UCF, which is obviously, you know, if you want to win your conference, like Malzahn has said, you have to win on the road in your conference. And uh, the way they won that game uh, at Memphis is always tough. And these UCF-Memphis games seem to always be uh, down to the wire. So, uh, it was a big win for a lot of reasons. So Mikey Keene started the game, but an interesting wrinkle is that John Rice Plumley was available to play. Does that tell us anything about the quarterback competition moving forward, or is it as simple as Plumley just wasn't able to practice all week? I really think it is as simple as that. I think in addition to Plumley not being able to practice until Thursday, the team traveled on Friday, the game was on Saturday. Um, you know, they do feel confident in Mikey Keene. I mean, they continue to say it. They do feel like they have two guys that can win, and I think Mikey Keene's proving them right. I mean, John Rice did go 5-2 and two as a starter prior to the Cincinnati game. He, you know, he, <laughs> they did put up 70 points against Temple and 41 against an SMU team that just put up 77 this past weekend. So, you know, look, John Rice told me he played well, of course. I mean, before he went down, and Mikey Keene has continued to play well since he's you know come in from for Plumley, so um, it's it's a tough decision for Malzahn, no doubt. How different is the offense when you compare Keen and Plumley? Do you think that one works better than the other, or are they just different? How would you explain that to someone as far as what the differences are between these two guys when they run that night's offense? Yeah, I think I saw the differences live during the game, especially on some of those second and sevens, third and eights, you know plays where not necessarily they would call the play differently, but what the quarterback actually does. I mean, there specifically, I remember one second and seven or second and six where, you know, there was a hole where John Rice probably would have ran the ball, but instead Mikey Keene throws it to Javon Baker or Kobe Hudson or whomever. I'm not saying John Rice can't throw the ball. He obviously can. We've seen that. We've seen some, you know, down the field threat from him, but I just think Mikey Keene, his precise passing some of those critical third, third and eights, third and nines. You're gonna, if you put Keen in that situation, he's likely gonna find a guy. And at the same time, John Rice is likely gonna find a way to extend the play with his feet. I just think 
um, you know, what, what comes first, their mentality is different for the two quarterbacks. And what's better or worse, you know, it really comes down to who you're playing and what the goal is. But um, I think regardless, you know, that touchdown pass to Javon Baker, 24 yards, I mean, Mikey Keene put that ball where only Javon could do. And I don't think we've seen that from John Rice Palmer. We're talking to UCF beat reporter Jason Beatty from OrlandoSentinel.com. What about the presence of R.J. Harvey? He seems to have changed things for this run game. That was already pretty good, but he's been remarkable these last few weeks. What kind of difference has he made? Yeah, he just, he just seems to have some sort of presence in the backfield where he, he's patient but also aggressive. I think against Temple, Lewis Riddick, you know, who's a really great college football mind, NFL mind, of course, I think he put it perfectly. R.J. is you know, a little bit bigger than Johnny Richardson, but faster than Isaiah Bowser. And it kind of is a perfect world for RJ where, you know, you look at that touchdown run where he's dancing around the backfield and, and, and just is so patient in the backfield and, and finds her angle to get to the end zone. And then, of course, he had the 61-yard run. It's just something about his vision on the field that's, you know, his lateral movement, Chip Lindsay said, is that's really impressive from RJ. Where do you think UCF is ranked tomorrow with the College Football Playoff Committee after this? Yeah, it's interesting. You know, they, I was personally surprised that they were ranked in the playoff committees last week at, at 25. I, I know they were ranked by the AP and then the coaches poll, but for some reason I, I didn't think the committee would put them at 25, but they did. You know, as for tomorrow night, I think uh, 23 lost Oregon State. I know 21 or 22 lost. So, you know, if they move up to 22 like they did in the AP poll, I think that makes a lot of sense. You know, a couple teams in front of them lost. So, uh, you'd think 22 or 23 would make sense. What can you tell me about Tulane? What kind of challenge does UCF have in front of them? I watched a bit of their game on Saturday. They didn't look overly impressive, but I know that they've been better than that over the course of the season. They are where they are for a reason, a top-20 team. What do you know about them? What can you tell us about Tulane and the challenge they possess? Yeah, you know, like I think like you said, you know, Tulane's here for a reason. They're they're a top twenty five team. They're you know, earlier in the season when they were ranked for the first time, it was something I hadn't seen in my in my lifetime. Yeah. They haven't been ranked since nineteen ninety eight, which is uh when I was born. So it was it was kind of surprising. But the fact that they've been able to keep it up under Willie Fritz and, and the turnaround they've had, um, you know, Michael Pratt is a quarterback that's, you know, really accurate obviously and hasn't thrown a lot of interceptions and uh he, he they don't seem to have exactly one guy on offense, you know that really has, you know, they've got two two receivers with, uh, you know, five touchdowns and, and multiple guys with over three or 200-yard receiving. So it doesn't seem like there's one target. They just have a quarterback in Pratt that's, uh, you know, really talented and able to spread the wealth. And then defensively, uh, they're, they're just, you know, they get to the quarterback and uh, provide a lot of pressure. I think they have 14 to 15 sacks on the season and uh, some turnovers as well. So they're just a really complete team with uh, a good quarterback and, uh, head coach that knows what he's doing for sure. By the way, how about the end of this season for Tulane? They get UCF, SMU, and Cincinnati, so their season could change drastically in the next three weeks as far as our perception of them. Yeah, I mean, if you're the American Athletic Conference, you talk about Tulane, one of the teams that's staying in, in the America when those three schools shift to the Big 12. I think you're pleasantly surprised with how the season has gone. And like you said, these next three games are really – going to show us what Tulane is about. I mean, are, are they a New Year's Six Bowl team? Are they legit or not? I mean, this is make or break right now for both UCF, Tulane, and probably Cincinnati as well. All right, so before we wrap up, I know UCF Hoops starts tonight. What kind of season are you expecting from Johnny Dawkins and company? 
I'm really excited to watch this team tonight. I mean, I think uh, just with so many new faces, five or six transfers, they they have a freshman in Taylor Hendricks, who's a four-star recruit, highly rated kid out of high school in Fort Lauderdale. I think uh, it's going to be interesting to see the rotation, the starting five, and I think it's going to take some time to set that in place as the season goes on. But uh, it's going to be a mixed bag. I really don't have too much of an expectation. I think the preseason poll had them right in the middle, and maybe that's right. You know, Maybe they have an idea to go a little bit further than we think, or maybe they're worse than we think. But I don't think anyone truly knows besides Johnny Dawkins. It's going to be interesting to watch. At The Real Beatty is how you can find him on Twitter, OrlandoSentinel.com for all of his UCF coverage. Always good stuff. We'll do it again next week, hopefully talking about another UCF win against Tulane. Thanks, Jason. Yep, no problem at all. Talk to you next week. That's UNC Asheville, by the way. That's who UCF is playing on the college basketball scene. I don't know a whole lot about uh, UNC Asheville, but um, UCF is a nine and a half point favorite. They're the Bulldogs, by the way. So a lot of Bulldogs out there in the sports world. <laughs> yeah, a lot of high school teams named after the Bulldogs. I got That's a few right. texts during the last segment uh, notifying me about it. So good, good to know people are keyed into the show and uh, appreciate the feedback. Oh, about who UCF is playing? That they were at home and who they're playing. Oh, okay. All right. Well, thank you. We appreciate that. Speaking of Bulldogs, we got another one coming up around the corner. Bianchi's Weekend Roundup and Tazi's Take after this.